Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. World we live in today has a huge misconception that human beings are supposed to be happy all of the time. This secret belief robs us of whatever happy moments that we have in our lives because we don't savor them. We worry about losing these moments and play a story in our heads about when we won't have them again. We worry about the future while in the moment of happiness, and then we complain we're not happy. This becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is how we end up severely constricting our lives. So today I'll be breaking the myth that humans are supposed to be happy all of the time. Because once you understand this concept, you'll actually enjoy the happy moments in your life and inshallah your life will expand. Another misconception is around life coaching and that is that with life coaching all the clients are happy all of the time. That is not at all the case. If you've been hanging out on planet earth for a while, you will realize that no one is happy 100% of the time. And if you do pretend to be happy for the sake of a facade, life usually catches up to you. Being happy all of the time is not for this planet. The constant happiness and tranquility is for heaven. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about paradise in Surah Al-Hijr, Ayah 46 and 47. One translation says, Their greeting will be, Enter ye here in peace and security, and we shall remove from their hearts any lurking sense of injury. They will be brothers, joyfully facing each other on thrones of dignity. That's the promise of the paradise. Any lurking sense of injury will be removed from the heart. And imagine the tranquility that would bring. But that's only for when we get there, inshallah. What to do about life on this mortal earth? How to improve this existence? For that, first imagine, what if the world was designed where everyone was happy all of the time? Everyone got what they wanted. Everyone won the lottery and has millions of dollars. Everyone has the perfect in-laws and the perfect colleagues. Everyone prayed with full concentration without ever second-guessing their intentions. And they had complete khushu in salah. There would be nothing left to strive for. There would be no contrast. There would be no sense of happiness because no one would know what unhappiness is. So happiness requires that there be some unhappiness because human mind is created to think in references. So for us to live a meaningful life, we have to expose ourselves to the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs, and we have to expose ourselves to the possibilities of disappointment. We have to be willing to feel the chaos of anger and frustration. For us to experience this mortal life in its full spectrum, we have to accept it with everything it has to offer. And on this menu of life, there happens to be a full range of emotions. So sometimes we have to choose the negative experiences and sometimes we will do that willingly. Now you might be questioning, I would never willingly choose a negative experience. And I have one of the most fascinating evidences to support this theory. And that is that human beings have children. As mothers, we bear children knowing full well that this experience of having children will open us up to a wide range of emotions. We know that by having a child, there's a possibility that they will get hurt or they might experience a chronic illness. We intellectually know that a child can even die, but we open ourselves up to that hurt anyways. 
We are even told in the Quran, your wealth and your children are but a trial and Allah has with him a great reward. Surah 64, Ayah 15. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from any such test and trial. This is clear evidence that human beings are capable of choosing negative emotions. As parents, we feel joy. We also feel sorrow and grief and we get hurt through these relationships, but we do it anyways. We get married knowing full well that marriage will also come with its set of chaos, but again, we do it anyways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put a special mercy in the bonds of these relationships. Despite the possibility of hurt, humans are biologically wired to seek out these relationships. But when we experience the hurt and the rupture, we think something has gone wrong and it needs to be fixed immediately. But during that time of chaos, I want you to remember, this is how it was always supposed to be. Nothing has gone wrong here. My favorite definition of happiness is the experience you have, the joy you feel when you are actively listening to the voice of your soul. This soul will give you goals and you will find fulfillment in reaching them. But then you will see obstacles, unease, stress and the fear of unhappiness will get in your way. And most of us fall victim to this fear and bury our soul's voice deep, deep down inside of us, resulting in unhappiness. So I've alluded to these obstacles many times in this podcast, where these obstacles are just some thought errors that we face as it is presented to us by our nafs. Also, it's one thing that we want ourselves to be happy all the time, but also we expect everyone else to be happy all the time as well. We want everyone to be happy and lovely and pleasant and cooperative all the time. And if they're not, we get upset because they're upset. (laughs) and that never helps the situation. We have all witnessed the situation of escalating emotions. These are times when people start reacting to other people's emotions and forget that they have their own thought filters. I am going to be happy and lovely as long as my colleagues, my children, boss or husband is happy and lovely. But I'll replicate the anger and upset if I sense that from other people. Times when we are replicating other people's emotions, we are assuming we have no choice in the matter. We are forgetting that everyone is outside of us, which is a circumstance, and we can apply our own mind to the situation to see how to most appropriately respond to it. So reactivity to other people's emotions is always a choice. Just with a pinch of consciousness in that moment, you can choose to respond the way which serves you most. Ask yourself, Do you have to be angry? Why is the other person angry? Is their anger justified? Is it appropriate to replicate that anger through your thoughts? Sometimes that might be the answer. Other times, the answer will depend on what result you want to create. Any of these questions will bring a pinch of consciousness, will help you redirect the outcome. Most commonly though, two people angry at each other always result in an outcome that they regret later. You can always pick an emotion you want to respond with. Maybe it's kindness, maybe it's pity, maybe it's compassion. Or again, maybe it is anger. As long as you're choosing it for yourself at the moment, as long as you're not under the impression that the other person's anger is causing your anger. Same is true for every other emotion. Someone else's grief cannot cause your grief. What happens when you're an empathic person is your thoughts are aligned with the other person's experience 
so you'll align with their grief through your thoughts. Same way, you cannot feel another person's joy. You're having thoughts about them that make you feel joyous. In any dysregulated state of pain, when you're experiencing a relationship rupture, it is difficult to believe that nothing has gone wrong. But that's okay, because during the hurt and the pain, it seems like everything has gone wrong. There was never supposed to be any childhood trauma. Parents were supposed to have their lives figured out, so they could have provided me with a secure attachment. I was supposed to create wealth and leave a legacy for my children. None of that is happening. So how can I say nothing has gone wrong? It's okay if you don't believe that right now, but do not beat yourself up for having these doubts. Because now you've added insult to injury. You have pain and doubt, and on top of that you've added judgment about it for yourself. This just compounds a problem. Your pain is 50% part of your life. If you add judgment and rejection of that pain, you've added 20, 30, 40% more of a negative experience to that original pain. Now it will seem that your life is taken over by chaos, which can result in chronic stress. Repair of a relationship rupture and order from chaos can only come once you find yourself truly believing that nothing has gone wrong here. When you are in acceptance of that fact, you will feel a ton of weight has been lifted off of your chest. You will feel lighter, even while being in a negative experience. You will still feel uplifted. What if for an experiment's sake, we imagine that we live in a country where the law was that every citizen had to feel a negative emotion 50% of the time? Kind of like taxes. <laughs> if you just accepted that this was the part of living, then you can drop the fight and start to make peace with the fact that this is just how things are around here. Because for me personally, it used to be when I didn't feel happy all the time, I would feel guilty about it. And that is true for so many of us. Our brain will offer us something needs to be fixed, something needs to be purchased, we need to go on a vacation. We try to get rid of these negative emotions by fixing our environment. But there are many times in our lives where things are actually going exactly right and we still feel negative emotions. How do you explain that? Sometimes that negative emotion is an invitation for us to refocus where we have lost connection with our life, where we have lost the sight of our blessings. Accepting that nothing has gone wrong helps you recover from relationship ruptures, from trauma, and it helps you expand your life to an unimaginable extent. So embrace every experience because it's always going to be 50-50. Something that I also see a lot in single sisters is where they can't find a suitable spouse. And here is a special request. I will ask you to just be curious. If at any level you believe your spouse is supposed to make you happy, if you think your happiness lies in their hands, so every time a prospect comes, you're evaluating the compatibility and then he either says something or does something that has you questioning the state of happily ever after, you will go into guard mode. Be curious if that is your truth at any level. As women, we are socialized to believe that spouses are supposed to make us happy, and they're supposed to do that 100% of the time. In the Quran, it says that they are qawwam. They are supposed to provide maintenance to us. But above all, they are also humans first. And as humans, they are navigating the same 50% of life that they don't like, but have to deal with. I am not asking my single sisters to settle. I am not asking you to accept abuse. 
I am asking you to honestly ask yourself if at any level you hold the belief that they are supposed to make you happy 100% of the time. And this belief is keeping you from completing half of your deen. Nobody can provide you with happiness. Nobody on the planet is supposed to be happy 100% of the time, married or unmarried. No matter who you choose to marry, no matter who your family chooses for you to marry, any guy that you're considering to marry or any guy that you're already married to cannot give you happiness. And if you do drive happiness from the relationship, it's not going to last 100% of the time. Every relationship is going to have ruptures, moments of chaos and disorder. And when the moment of chaos arrives, you're going to forget this design. And that's okay. That's your body's defense mechanism. Nothing has gone wrong here. Nothing is wrong with how you're feeling in that moment. Nothing is wrong with how you're feeling ever. Even in the depth of grief, the amount of pain you feel for somebody is a direct measure of how much you love them. So why would you not want to feel grief? Similarly, you might be trying to lose weight and you think that all of the negative experiences and the chaos in your life is because of your weight. You push, you fight, you struggle, you hate yourself all the way to your weight loss goal just to find out that life still presents challenges. The number on the scale does not change the 50-50. It cannot change it. The number on the scale, your bank balance, the amount of children, nothing will change that balance of life. Everything else is a circumstance. They are all neutral. This epidemic of people resisting emotions when they try so hard to be happy all of the time by chasing things just results in chasing life, not living life. You don't have to be chasing things. You can just be ambitious towards your goals, not because you want to fix something or remove chaos, but because you want progress. That's true abundance. How many celebrities do we know that climb the ladder of success and wealth just to commit suicide? And I don't want to generalize. I'm not in their shoes. I don't know their personal experience. But how many times do you think it's because they thought life would be better once they've achieved all of it? And it turns out at the peak of their success, they still find life to be 50-50. And nobody ever prepared them for that. So you do not chase success because something has gone wrong. You do not achieve your goals of wealth because then your life will become perfect. You achieve them because you want to. Because it's your calling. Because it's the voice of your soul. Because it is your true and genuine desire. Creating a purposeful life is the true definition of happiness. It only comes with striving. Because there always will be a 50% of unwanted emotion waiting for you. And knowing full well you can experience the heartbreak loss, and the worst of the emotions, you still expand your life for the sake of Allah. That is true happiness. With that, I pray that we obtain the greatest happiness from making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our topmost priority. May Allah make us one of those people of paradise through this purpose of seeking His pleasure in this life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us prosperity in health, wealth and fulfilling relationships and help us remember his design in the moments of chaos so we are not mistakenly in disobedience by complaining i make dua for you guys to find true happiness in fulfilling your roles in this earth while doing it for the sake of allah and i pray that during the toughest of moments you remember that nothing has gone wrong here please keep me in your duas 
I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.